Welcome to the Soulful Essence Podcast. A show about building a business that you love using archetypes. I'm Yamilka. And I'm Sabrina. And we're here to help you discover the secrets to using archetypes to uniquely position your brand in the market. And identify the super fan that will lead you to massive growth. Hello, everyone. It's Yamoka and Sabrina, and welcome to the Soulful Essence Episode 8. So today we are talking about the innocent archetype. The method we have developed is called the archetype method. So what is the archetype method? It's based on psychology and human behavior. We help companies increase their ROI by attracting top quality prospects we call superfans. Envision your future customers' needs, boost customer adoption, and drive powerful product and service demand. So, Sabrina, tell us a little bit about the innocent. Yes, the innocent archetype is um, an archetype that is about independence. It actually is promising independence. It is about searching for paradise, that idealistic world that exists. Um, And the innocent is, um, you know, as an archetype really helps us to think about and embrace that idea. Yeah. So let's review the quadrants again, just in case people forgot what is positioned on each quad, on each axis. So um, the archetypes live on four different axes, belonging, independent, stable, and dynamic. On the belonging axis, we exist to bring people together. It's about caring, relationships, and human connections. On the independent axes, we exist to chart new territory, ask tougher questions. It's about simplicity, achievement, and independence. On the stable axes, we exist to bring stability and assurance to the world. It's about control, rigor, and analysis. And on the dynamic axes, we exist to bring revolution and fun to the world. And it's about transformation, conviction, and joy. So Sabrina, tell us um, a little more about the innocent and what it means. Yeah, so the innocence, um, you know, brand promise is really focused on this idea of having faith in the world, bringing positivity, hope, and optimism, um, and, you know, good at its core, you know. So the innocent has um, personal values and, and morality, and it's positive natured. The innocent is intrinsically um, really good. Uh, has really good feelings and and they have the desire to make things great. So when you think about, you know, someone who has this personality, um, you know, it's all about utopia. It's about those traditional ideals. Um, You know, it can appear kind of naive or romantic comes across as like um, more of a dreamer, um, uh, uh, you know, a mystic or a saint. Um, uh, you know, but this is this is very important to kind of focus in on the innocent as um, that 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 symbol of like peace or 
ease or natural elements. Those are the things that kind of come across. And so um, positivity and hopefulness, um, even faith and authority is an important part of the innocent. Um, When you think about the innocent archetype, um, that simplicity does really come from the fact that they see the world as black and white. There's a right and a wrong. Things are not shades of gray for the innocent. Um, everything is, you know, very straightforward in their minds. And so it's easy to get to that simplicity because it, it's just it, it's the view of the world that they they take. And so, you know, goodness and wholeness and um, those things are often associated with, you know, the ideas that come from innocent. So what does this mean for brands and specifically or specifically? When we think about um, brands, you know, again, you know, they they are just the way we talk about brands is, you know, they have that behavior that is just, you know, like a person, like we're really personifying these brands. And so um, what this really means for brands is they can offer the world this idealistic perspective, this positivity and hope that, you know, people may be longing for. And I think that's where, you know, that relationship comes in or that, that desire for a brand could come in is like, you know, if someone feels like they don't have that for themselves, they'll search out and surround themselves with things and brands and people that really bring that positivity, hope and and optimism into life. And so that's the real power of brands today. Um, and, and, you know, innocent brands over time have also been ones that have really made big, bold moves in the world because they just believe it's possible. Um, so it's a really strong archetype to have. I love that. So if you think you have an innocent brand, these are some assessment questions to think about. So is the brand, does the brand live in the now? Is the brand simple and pure? Does the brand do less and have more? Is the brand grateful for the goodness in the world? So as we think about it, let's get a a little deeper into the brand. You know, when you think about brands that are innocent brands, what comes to mind for you? Yeah. So Coca-Cola. Yeah. The, you know, I think throughout Coca-Cola's history, that, that optimism and that hope and, um, you know, just that idealism of the world, part of, um, you know, that brand over time. And, you know, that's just kind of a classic innocent brand. And, um, you know, it's really survived through decades and decades because it really keeps reinventing itself around what is the hope and the need for, um, you know, society at the time. I mean, it taps into some of that really interesting, you know, kind of uh, contextual uh, energy that's happening in the world. And so I think that that's why, you know, playing on its innocent has always been a really important, you know, driver for the the Coca-Cola brand. The other brand that comes to mind is Dove, you know, their whole campaign Mm -hmm. around real beauty. The products come across as, you know, um, gentle and, you know, very, um, you know, uh, simple and very um, uh, real. And and those things are core to uh, 
you know, they're one way that, that an innocent can express themselves in the world. And then when you look at their campaigns and the idea of, you know, bringing kind of the equalizer of all women and, you know, like, it's okay, you know, whatever, you know, um, your, you know, your personal, um, perception of woman is it's like it brings these people together and it's like it's all about real beauty and that realness in the world and you know that peace and optimism and hope that it can kind of bring to and brings groups together I mean I think that's all you know stands for things that come from that innocent point of view and talking about innocent you know the innocent brand the drink so I love it mm, when they say mm-hmm. the fruit the whole fruit and nothing but the fruit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's in its name and, you know, it delivers on that promise. And um, so, you know, the simplicity is so critical when it comes to innocent brands. So let's talk a little bit about this fear though, that the innocent brand has about doing things Mm. wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think that that's the key is that, you know, what's one, one thing that's unique to the innocent brands are an innocent, you know, just archetype in the world is that it's all about, you know, right and wrong. And so if there is a right, then there is a wrong. And, you know, the fear really comes from, you know, almost like knowing like, and so there is a bit of a um, innocence, you know, can end up becoming more judgmental or becoming more um, um, fearful of doing the wrong thing because in, you know, again, they're seeing the world as black and white. So would that bring in a little bit of perfectionism? Right. Yeah. So that's a good quality to kind of talk about for an innocent is perfectionism. And you know that, yeah, exactly. That's where it comes from. Yeah, exactly. Cause this idea of driving, um, driving towards that and having that, like perfect ideal in your mind and then always trying to work towards it. Um, So, you know, that could be a strength or it could definitely be a weakness. Right. So if we think about a day in a life of an innocent, what would that Mm -hmm. look like? Right. How would they start their morning? So I don't know. When I think about innocent, I think that they would have like some sort of um, book um, next to their their bed and that book would would they would do some reflections on it like they would read a chapter and then they would mm-hmm. reflect on it before they kind of start their day right right and it would be one book too you know the thing about an innocent is like they can't have multiple things you know they have to focus on one and we see this in brands all the time you know they focus on one thing so where some people might have a stack of books sitting next to their bed an innocent would have a singular book that they're focused on and that's the one thing that they are reflecting on Mm -hmm. yeah because that is not to me (laughs) (laughs) but it would be a really good exercise to do yes uh, just to think about how you know to step into the innocent shoes now Mm -hmm. if we think you know we've been talking about um cleaning products for the innocent Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, brands that are trying to kind of aspire to it to to that today. I mean, I think from a standpoint of an innocent, I think, you know, if you think about the the way that they would clean their house and the 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 things that they have, you know, the idea of 
absolutely clearing everything away and starting with a clean slate. Like that is one thing that I think would be like the behaviors of an innocent. Like I know some innocents and when they clean, they take everything, everything is gone, like completely. And it's all about that clean slate and that starting fresh and that starting over. And it's, it's, it's kind of amazing. Like it's like a complete, like, canvas right um i think from their cleaning products though you know i mean i think you know they'd be very minimalist um minimalist when it comes to that like they'd choose just one or you know just you know one or two that 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 they really have to use or they that work for them and um you know or maybe even you know just use i mean they just use like water and cloths like they probably you know that idealism of just like the most minimal thing that you could do would be where they'd lean I think probably like a cotton white cloth yes mm-hmm. and so when the dirt kind of shows up on it they know they've done a good job exactly I can totally see that uh-huh and you know I, I was thinking about the innocent as as we think about purity right purity and cleanliness yes and um and you talked about cleaning the slate. I mean, I think that is something that we all should kind of think about yeah. as as we clear some space because mm-hmm. it's 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 the clutter also in your home that's in your head mm-hmm. at times, right? And so cleaning up and like you said, having a new canvas to start from is a really interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be a good practice for this week. I think, you know, that clean slate, that fresh canvas, you know, and what does it take to get to that? And, and how can you aspire to do that? You know? Yeah. So if you take on an example, like we should integrate each of these archetypes and try to live a life or week in their shoes to really be able to understand where they're coming from. Even if you're not necessarily an innocent brand, it's important because as they come in um, for you to service them as well, thinking about it from, you know, what we call the super fan or from the client standpoint, how does an innocent want to be served? Mm, That's a really good, um, that's a really good uh, question. If your super fan is an innocent um, archetype, I think it's really important to recognize their need and desire for simplicity. Um, I think, you know, the idea of minimalism and simplicity and playing to that, um, not too many choices um, or just um, two options. There's not lots of variety. There's not lots of choices to be made. That feels um, like um, it's, um, you know, it, it feels like it's being overdone to them, you know? Um, and so I think that would be a, a, an important part to recognize. Yeah. So taking out all the fluff and anything mm-hmm. that, that has too much, either too much information or too much to look at too many instructions. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you imagine like, you know, the simplicity, like icons, minimal uh, copy, um, clean open spaces like all of this stuff is something that would be very appealing and very attractive um uh to an innocent and also this idea of you know this almost like if you do photography it's it's about like that ideal world not necessarily um 
you know, uh, uh, not necessarily like, you know, a, uh, uh, just the real world type of thing, you know, or just, you know, the idea would be to kind of help them envision or imagine a better place, a, a you know, the optimal paradise. Like that would be important to kind of like, you know, whether you're selling like a shoe or whether you're selling food, you know, you're the way that it is the simplicity and the perfectness of, you know, that object or that thing that you photograph would be so important and very appealing to an innocent dark type. So we would love to hear your ideas about creating maybe some micro rituals and practices around the innocent mm-hmm. and even posting it on, on, on the site or on the podcast. We'd love to hear like what you came up with and what were some of your insights when you took on an innocent daily practice? Mm-hmm. So um, stay tuned for our next episode. Um, so the archetype method is based on psychology and human behavior. We help companies increase their ROI by attracting top quality prospects that we call super fans. And if you want to know more about your brand archetype, take the quiz at brandarchetype.co.co. So that's www.brandarchetype.co. Take the quiz and not only find out your brand archetype, but your super fan. Envision your future customers' needs boost customer adoption, and drive powerful product and service demand when you learned these secrets. So thank you and see you next time. See you next time.